0: Welcome to ThinkCast, the Gartner Podcast channel. Here, we talk with the world's leading analysts and thought leaders about the hottest and most important IT and business topics. We discuss the latest insights, best practices, and informed predictions that will get you thinking about how best to solve your immediate challenges and build a better long-term strategy. So enjoy this ThinkCast conversation.
1: Do you want to expand your sales reach. Of course you do. Silly question, right? But for IT providers, it's not such a straightforward answer, and it's raising more questions for IT buyers. Welcome to Thinkcast. I'm Scott Smith, and I've got on the phone Gartner research director Derry Finkelday in Sydney, Australia, and she brings good news and bad news for IT providers. Everybody is basically an IT buyer these days. Now, that's good news because we're always looking for new customers and new potential markets. But the bad news is we now have to rethink who to sell to and maybe more importantly, how to sell to them. Derry Finkelday is a research director for the tech and service providers team at Gartner. Derry, welcome. So you look at these new buyers of IT and yet IT providers have always had traditional buying centers. So... Who are these new buyers of IT?
2: Well, it's interesting. We, we did a survey just at the beginning of this year, and we, asked, we were looking for people outside of IT, and we found that when we were screening that um, over 50%, 52% of all of the people in the business that we spoke to expected to be involved in some kind of technology buying decision in the next 12 months. However, not all of them are deeply involved or involved at, at sort of every stage of that that buying process, that was more around um, 22%. So it's quite, you know, there's quite a diversity and range of people who are now being involved in these decisions. So, here, just to be clear, we're, we're referring to buyers who don't sit in the IT department and who, for many technology providers, are not the buying group that they've traditionally sold to. So, many of our provider clients are telling us that their salespeople are not necessarily comfortable or effective selling to these buyers when they sit outside of IT. But what we're also seeing is IT people now becoming embedded with other lines of business. So they may be IT people, but they're actually identifying themselves as coming from the business. But they still have those technical smarts and they're evaluating technologies um, and or making decisions about their purpose. So purchase. So it's, there's actually quite a mix. You know, just to mess it up even more, though, in the future, this may mean other stakeholders. It might be people external to the enterprise, um, but it may also mean that um, you're selling to things or algorithms as uh, more buying decisions become automated. So interesting times.
1: So what you're saying is not only are we looking at new people to sell to, sometime it might even be non-people we're going to be factoring into our, uh, our clientele at some point? That truly is a new buyer of IT. Um, Well, Let's look at this new set of buyers, these folks outside of the traditional IT uh, group. How do their needs differ from our traditional buying centers?
2: They tend to need, or they often need, different types of education than traditional buyers sitting in IT. They may have less technical understanding, but not always, as we've seen. Um... Our research is also showing that IT roles are increasingly becoming embedded, as we've said. But what we often see is that they have different preferences in terms of how they engage and when. The complexity is that it really varies. So we're not seeing really clear patterns. Sometimes there are, but these roles, they not only vary across the enterprise, but they also uh, vary across industry. So for instance, a CMO, a chief marketing officer in one industry, may have very different needs and often does and preferences to a CMO in a different industry, particularly if one industry is looking at business to consumer and the other is selling to business. But not even that. You know, A CMO in, in um, uh, you know, fast-moving goods is a chief marketing officer, but a CMO in a hospital is actually a chief medical officer. So there is a lot of complexity and variation. Um, They also approach buying differently. They still have a large propensity to self-educate, but what they're focusing on is not going to be the features and functions that providers are so beloved of describing on their websites and communications. They want to know how they're going to help them do their job and and sort of achieve their KPIs and their outcomes. So it's a different style of communication and interaction.
1: I wanted to ask you, will... All providers need to start reaching out to these new buyers. And let me add a a kind of part B to that. Is this impacting all forms of IT? And I guess what I mean there is we would hear this, and some might say, well, sure, you have smartphones out there. The, The PCs or any desktop would, of course, go to outside of IT. But are we also talking of things that we would normally have been selling into, say, the data center and all? And so, by extension, will this indeed impact all providers or the large majority thereof.
2: Yes, and clearly to to more or less um, an extent and in different ways, but yes, I'm getting uh, inquiry about this from sellers of servers, from hyper-converged systems, from networking providers. It spans the whole gamut because buying is now typically not being done by single people or a single organization, as you said, um, when we start looking at our customer journeys and the composition of the buying team, then it's highly likely that you're going to have some people from, uh, from the business involved at different stages. And in fact, our annual enterprise survey, um, one of the findings is that in 84% of the time, IT strategy is either being set and led uh, by the business or by the business with IT Um so it's only, you know, around 16% of the time that that IT is purely leading and, and in charge of that IT strategy and direction in the organization.
1: Well, you know, one of the things is we're, we're needing to reach out to them, but it's important to note that it's not like it's a, an evolution where the old have just dropped off and now we've got an entirely new group to entirely focus on. We still have that mix. How do we determine that right mix in terms of putting our efforts forward of engaging the new buyers and our traditional clientele?
2: Well, again, this comes back to really understanding your customer journeys, and um, customer journey mapping is something that we're seeing across industries becoming a more important discipline, but it's especially important for providers at this time and in, in this environment. So, it's highly likely that you're going to have some people from the business involved. We know that. So you need to think about um, not only reaching out to them, but what reaching out actually means. So it may not mean the traditional uh, direct sales approach. Their needs, you know, based on their participation, may be more for content or thought leadership to help them educate themselves and understand how technology really helps them in their role. Or it may be a case of having the right skill set in your good team to meet their needs, even if they're not leading that. Bid from the provider uh, from the customer side, or being your main point of contact.
1: Darius, as, as I was listening to a couple of the earlier answers, and you talked about the need that the newer buyers might have more of a need to be educated, or a different need of how, to show them how the technology would apply. I kept thinking. This is a lot like what IT is still going through now, where they're trying to learn the language of the business. They're trying to figure out ways to educate the business and speak in those business terms. So it sounds like there's a chance for the providers to help their traditional base. How can they, in fact, assist the traditional customer base in integrating with the new base?
2: It's a really great question, and you're spot on. Again, what have a lot of our interactions with buyers on both sides of the fence and our survey data amongst both sides of the fence shows is that there's often difficulty developing a business case. And so even on the business side, particularly if they're not really senior, so if it's an initiative a little bit further down in the organisation, they're having difficulty developing that business case. So that is... an um, you know, an opportunity on a plate for a provider to help them develop that for both sides of the house. Um, and at this stage, it's a competitive advantage. The other thing is also um, in that translation of requirements. Often I think these new buyers perhaps may not be as um, experienced and have the understanding of some of the, the enterprise or IT risks and the, the requirements around governance. And again, that's somewhere where um, the provider may have an opportunity to help work with both sides of the house to help them to make sure those needs are met.
1: How, dairy does this impact the selling process? Because as you've been uh, kind of uh, alluding to, not, not so subtly in fact that what we've always done is not necessarily the way to do it with this new group. So how do we have to adjust the way we sell in order to reach into this new um, this new wing of customers,
2: in many ways. But um, to to narrow it down, I think there are a couple of ways. The first thing is that more than ever, sales and marketing and the roles of sales and marketing have to be completely aligned, and they're even blurring. In a you know, buyers um, exist in a social environment. We buy in a social environment, whether that's online or off. And um, so really uh, the role of marketing and, the, and, and what we think of as our role in selling, they're blurring. And so we really need to look at those roles, but they need to be aligned. Um, and the second thing is really um, about the fact that these buyers uh, are part of buying teams. And so we need to look at our organization and how we are teaming to meet their needs in the buying process.
1: So then, for the sake of our provider um, listeners, what steps should we start to take now to get both our sales teams ready, our sales ready, and, and, and perhaps even the buyers ready um, to reach out to these new buyers?
2: Because it adds so much more complexity to the to the buying process and to your go-to-market because there are so many more parts of the organization involved and theoretically so many more combinations possible in the buying journey. I think it needs to start with a a revisit of your segmentation and we have to be much more focused about understanding who our ideal customer segment is and who our ideal buyers are. So we need to revisit that. We really have to understand, too, our value proposition. So it all starts with segmentation, targeting, and positioning. When we really understand our value proposition from the business's point of view, from the customer's point of view, then we understand whose KPIs we're going to impact and who's, you know, to whom we're going to make the biggest difference in that organization. And then we really understand the key stakeholder that we need to address. So those basic steps in this environment, we really need to revisit those to make sure that we're targeting the right group of people at the right time.
1: There was one thing in particular you said at the outset, and that was that many of the sales force on the provider side might be afraid of approaching this. They might not know how to speak the language. They might not be unsure, as we all are, of stepping into a new area. Short of that obvious sales threat of look, you don't reach out to them. You're not going to meet your numbers. Um, Are there steps you've seen done or that you'd recommend to do to get sales teams over this
0: fear?
2: I think a lot of enablement needs to focus around getting making sure our sellers think in terms of the business outcomes that we're delivering with our offerings as opposed to concentrating on what it is we're selling from a technological point of view. So that's quite a mind shift. Um, But also, you know, we have so many tools in their hands now that I think are such a boon and, and offer so much promise. Things like social selling tools. The thing is that we've got to get our salespeople and make sure they're thinking about them as tools to help add value to those customers, rather than just new avenues to do the same things we've already, you know, we've always done. So um, that's an area where uh, my colleague Hank Barnes and I have written a note about social selling really being uh, an enabler for understanding and learning about our clients and what they need, rather than you know, a, a new way of approaching them directly.
1: One more, if I could, uh, Derry, and that is um, there, there might be some listening and saying, hey, this makes sense. Uh, I know I need to move in this direction and start. I always want to bring in new buyers. always want to bring in new customers. But, hey, my sales are doing well. I'm meeting the numbers. In fact, I've exceeded the numbers in some cases. What to the message to them is what is the danger of moving too slow or not moving at all on this topic?
2: Well, I think you've just got to be across the shifts because if this hasn't started happening in your target audience or your target customer group and it starts, and we do think it's going to become business as usual, then at some point there'll be a point at which you're starting to leave money on the table because you're not um, still engaging with the buyers or the key stakeholders where they are. Um, You may happily already be in that position and have responded to that and maybe seeing success as a result. But again, there are always going to be changes, and this brings greater complexity. So you're just going to need to make sure that you're uh, always on top of the change and the shifts in demand and where that demand comes from and the shape of it in your customer base. So at the end of the day, it does come back to um, the basics of good go-to-market planning it's just that we're effectively broadening the net of what we're, um, what we're including in that planning and who we're including in that planning.
1: Derry, thank you very much. Fantastic, as usual. <laughs> Thanks. Derry Finkelday is a research director for the tech and service providers team at Gartner. You can hear more of Derry's insights and advice on this topic in her webinar, now out on the webinar's page of Gartner.com. And please, let me know your insights on ThinkCast. You can reach me at scott.smith at gartner.com. Thanks again for listening to ThinkCast. Gartner is an impartial independent analyst of the information technology industry. All content provided by other enterprises is expressing the views of those enterprises and the speakers. The information should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of said
0: enterprise's products or services. Thank you for listening to this latest installment of ThinkCast from Gartner. We hope it gets you thinking about new ways to approach your IT and business concerns. And don't forget to check out the Gartner webinars at gartner.com slash webinars. Or look for more of our ThinkCast podcast at gartner.com slash podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to Gartner ThinkCast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode.